0: dogs gotta eat podcast we are back after a week off um i am your host phil and i am joined by vacation boy back from vacation sean sean how was your vacation
1: it was good um good weather uh being in florida always always enjoy the amusement parks so that was fun
0: did you guys do disney and universal
1: yeah so we did disney for a day we did um we started at uh, Hollywood Studios, and then we went to Animal Kingdom, and then EPCOT, um, yeah. all, all in one day, and then we did Universal for two days. So Universal is wow. my favorite amusement park ever.
0: How was? uh Isn't? Did you go to the Avatar part of Animal Kingdom? I did.
1: It, it, it yeah. the it, The scenery was cool. Um, the The flight of the uh, flight of passage was was it, it was good. I mean, I'm I'm not. One to say that it was great. Like my my dad, my parents both love it. I think my brother loves it too. And I thought it was, it was a good ride. I, I wouldn't say it's like my favorite ever, but yeah. um, Hollywood Studios has that rise of the resistant drive, which is really cool. Yeah, that's um, what I've heard.
0: I've heard that's a really sweet one.
1: Yeah. No, yeah. So that was that was good. Um, and then I got to go to Universal and try the new Velocicoaster, which was which was pretty dope. Uh, the Jurassic uh, Jurassic World Velocicoaster, yeah. which is awesome. Damn. Can never- I uh,
0: I've never been to any of those really no
1: you, uh, you should take I mean I'm guessing you'll you and you and your wife will take the boy to Disney at some point won't you
0: the plan is when he turns
1: five to okay. go down yeah because then he kind of knows what's going on
0: yeah that's we want we want to have it to where he at least knows what's going on if we're gonna spend that kind of money yeah. I'm gonna get my money out of it and at least make sure he knows what's going down.
1: I think I think that's around the age that my brother and I went. I well, maybe not. We might have been. My brother might have been like six, and I was three. But it was it was definitely somewhere around there. Dev um, was
0: Dev was three when she went. She doesn't remember. Yeah,
1: that it's tough. That's it's tough to be that young and try to remember everything. Yeah. But um, before we get started, can I can I can I have the floor for a second? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. So I know that we're primarily a football podcast, but I'm going to speak on a different. Thing of Cleveland sports, something that is currently sweeping the nation uh, when it comes to the NBA. Ladies and gentlemen, the Cleveland Cavaliers are appointment viewing and we should be watching them. And I don't remember if it was on our podcast or before our podcast or after. I know we usually talk, especially when my brother was on. But I specifically recall a conversation that the three of us had when I talked about how I was excited for the Cleveland Cavaliers season and you and my brother both had no idea why and my brother is like why they're going to completely suck. And I want to say I was right. The Cavs are fun and the Cavs are good. And I was right yeah. and I said that they have there was there's nothing to lose with this team. Nope. To be excited for the season. And they've already exceeded all expectations. They're the 4 seed in the Eastern Conference right now. They're enjoyable to watch. Evan Mobley is awesome. <laughs> Jared Allen has become an all-star. Darius Garland has taken the leap, regardless of if my brother wants to talk about it. And I'm sure he's going to text me tomorrow when he listens to this (laughs) and talk about how Darius Garland sucks, (laughs) but whatever, I don't care. He's wrong. And this team is just really fun. Even Kevin Love has gotten to buy into this team. The Cleveland Cavaliers are a fun team to watch. I was right. I was right.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I'm not like a huge NBA fan or a huge basketball fan. Like I'll watch college basketball just because I find it exciting, but, Yeah. I mean, this is everything you kind of hope for for the Cavs was if you're going to be, the hope was always, if you're going to be bad, be like at least fun to watch and be young and fun. Like if you're going to be young, you want to be a fun team to watch and they were never were before. And now they're just this young fun team running a lineup of giants when they're all healthy. And yeah, I mean everything you read is the Cavs are the most surprising thing in the NBA this year, and you've got things like the Wizards are really good. That's not like mm-hmm. people are like, yeah, it's surprising, but like the Cavs are blowing people away, and the fact like what they're doing is just they're demolishing the bad teams,
1: and, and, and you're playing always tough hanging with the good teams. And getting, yeah, right, playing tough with the good teams and even getting a couple wins and. And there's nothing, unless unless injuries start to hit this team. I, I mean, I'm not one of those guys. Like, everybody talks about, like, oh, Cavs don't need I don't I don't agree with that at all. And my brother my brother will say that I'm a Colin, a Colin Sexton hater. I'm not. I think the Cavs are better with Colin Sexton. His scoring, there are times this year where the Cavs have kind of gone cold, and you could use this for, like, Sexton that can just go get himself a basket. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing to – there's nothing, like, moving forward to say, unless they're riddled with injuries, unless you get Mobley out for an extended period of time. If Garland goes out, if Ricky Rubio goes out, if, if Jared Allen goes out, like, there's nothing to say that the Cavs aren't going to sustain a decent level of success. I'm not saying they're going to be the best team in the East or anything like that, but going forward, the Cavs have the easiest schedule in the entire NBA. Yeah. There's a very good possibility that the Cleveland Cavaliers are a top-six playoff team, so they, that they don't even have to worry about the play-in. There's a possibility that they are a top-sixth playoff team going into this going into the postseason and for where this team has been without LeBron it's awesome I the last thing I'll say and then we'll and then we'll move forward is there was a um I'm going to see if I can find it here really quick because I got it off of Twitter and basically what it was was it was the Cleveland Cavaliers roster the last time that they were five games over 500 on a team that didn't have LeBron James that roster had Matt Harpering the Drew Salgaustis, Jim Jackson, that Jim Jackson, Brevin Knight, Trajan Langdon, Chris Mim, Andre Miller, Wesley Person, Jr. Reed, Lamont Murray. This was 2,000. The last time the Cavs were five games above 500 without LeBron on the roster was 2,000. This is fun. And I hope, and it seems like the city of Cleveland's kind of starting to start to enjoy it a little bit. The, the crowds have been really good at these Cavs games. The Cavs, are, the Cavs are really fun to watch right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it It would be nicer if you could watch it if you had a streaming Mm-mm. and you didn't have cable, but it is what it is. Like, there's ways, obviously, to see it. Like, there's ways yeah, around right. it. But, yeah, I mean, it's – I was the first person to say, like, I don't care about the Cavs, but, mm. I mean, it's cool to see that they're very fun. I'll watch a Cavs game. Like, I have no problem mm. with it. Like, if it's on in the background or something like that, I don't care. My work gives away free tickets all the time, so – And now I'd be like, yeah, of course I'd go. Like, they're fun to watch.
1: Right. I just feel good about the fact that, like, I was excited going into the season, not really knowing what to expect. Like, I I heard, like, the Cavs were projected to have, like, the second least amount of wins in the entire league and stuff. Like, I didn't think they were going to be that bad, but I didn't think they were going to be this good either. And it's crazy that their entire team is, like, their entire, I guess, core of the team, like, their starting lineup is all under 25 years old, which is
0: awesome. And that helps you out towards the end of the season with rest with load mm-hmm. management. They're not going to really even, need that.
1: And, and you're well, like, I said, even games. Kevin love, like even Kevin love looks like he's having fun.
0: Yeah. This is the most fun he's had. I think since he was in Minnesota, because oh, yeah. I think he hated playing with LeBron. I think he right, hated every got minute the title.
1: Him and Kyrie. Yeah, because he was clearly the third wheel. But I yeah. just wanted to take the time to do that because you, now, granted, it's quarter of the season. The Cavs could absolutely fall apart still. I don't know if that's going to happen. Like I said, easy to schedule, but they're fun. I enjoy because NBA basketball is fun when you have a team that you can actually watch.
0: Yeah, you get your victory lap. when, And if the Indians or the Guardians, I apologize, end up being good your brother will get his victory lap on me because he keeps saying that they're going to be good. Is
1: that what, is that what yep. the argument is between the two of you?
0: I just don't think they're going to be. He thinks they're going to be very good. Like, he's expecting, like, hey, we're going to hang in the division. I
1: don't think we that. make a couple of moves, like free agent moves too, or is he just saying with, like, the core we already have? The core and the
0: pitching staff coming back healthy.
1: Okay. That's
0: fair. Which, that, that's which true. yeah. So,
1: so. Well, now see. let's talk about the most disappointing team in Cleveland.
0: But, okay. So. Yes, as of right now, but so uh, Browns win, so we took off last week, Sean was on vacation, and really there was no point to do a a show because you were previewing we were essentially going to do the same thing we did before with preview in the same exact game, so um, there was no sense in really doing a show, coming off the bye week, but Browns win on Sunday, 24-22 It was... I, I don't want to say exciting like it was exciting from the Ravens' standpoint that second half, but Lamar goes down uh, in the second quarter. You're up. They were up ten nothing at that point, I believe. You to yeah. go to seventeen nothing. Really seventeen yeah. nothing with Lamar playing, if you want to consider because they scored right after he got hurt. Um, but Lamar goes down. Tyler Huntley comes in, and leads them back, but we can go into that whether you want to call it the defense just kind of was like playing back. Cause you were up 24 to three, which I think that's what that was. I don't think Tyler Huntley is really that good. Also that happens in any game backup comes in and you're kind of thrown off by like, Hey, mm-hmm. this guy's way different. We don't know what he can do. Um, offense was that he won. So it doesn't matter, but offense was eh. Baker two touchdowns one interception like 190 yards passing second half I think he completed like six passes the whole second half um and that interception I don't know what you saw I was talking about it with your brother it it was hard to tell if it was a bad route run or a bad pass I don't i don't know i mean what i didn't
1: see it because i was cur- i was like going to the airport i was trying to get okay. as much of the game on as possible because yeah. i basically like with the nfl app I, I was able to download like a mock gps to say i was in cleveland to get it as like the local game so i could still watch it on my phone yeah i didn't see it i saw a lot of tweets saying it looked like landry might have run the wrong route from what i understand yeah. I didn't, like i said i didn't see a live. i don't know what happened but it, it was, seems like there was miscommunication. Yeah, it's exactly
0: what, what it about. looked like. It looked like Landry cut out. Baker thought he was going to cut in. It's again one of those kind of things where you see that this offense is one hundred percent based off of timing and knowing mm-hmm. where the guy is going to be. And if it doesn't happen, bad things happen. So, um, run game was non-existent for the most part. Um, Nick, Chuck, which it was
1: to me was to be expected. Nothing was going to change between week. Uh, what was it? Week 11, week 13. Like, yeah. nothing was going or 12 and 14. Yeah, you're good, yeah. Because this week, four. yeah, it's nothing like I don't know. I don't, I didn't know what was going to change. Week 12, this, the Ravens didn't have Calais Campbell. Calais Campbell played this week, didn't he? I, he I know. Played he played for the he, first he was,
0: quarter and then he was out.
1: Okay. But regardless, like, they were able to, they, they stopped the run in, in week 13 and, or in, yeah, week 12. They stopped the run and I didn't know what else. They, like it was, I assume going in that they we weren't going to be able to run the ball because why would that change in two weeks? Especially when you're playing, uh, you played a backup, a backup tackle, a rookie backup tackle. Yeah, well, and to
0: Najee Harris doing well enough against the Steelers is one thing, or against the Ravens, he's a completely different running back than Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. Nick Chubb has speed, and Nick Chubb is one of the best running backs in the NFL. But Nick Chubb's not going to be the guy that you have to worry about hey, if this hole's not there, he's going to immediately cut it out. He's going to wait for the hole. Like, he can wait and have the patience to wait for that spot to open and find his spot. And Najee also brings out the, hey, can he go out of the the backfield and catch the ball. So it's different, kind of like Kareem Hunt in that way. But, yeah, running game wasn't there. So that was kind of, you know, your bread and butter. But that's kind of been the last couple weeks kind of been the thing. Um, I mean, granted, you play the same team
1: twice, but which was the first time that that's happened since like 1990, I think. Yes. Yeah. Like they showed the graphic that this is the first time that a team has doubled up. And then I'm pretty sure after the after the game, like one of the Ravens defensive players like came out and bitched about it, that like that. They had to, that the and Browns two, had to twice.
0: both teams played that a week in between. Right or yeah, so both yeah, so it was a weird thing where like both teams had played or something. They said both or both teams had a buy. I apologize. Both teams had a buy in between in that first one. So this wasn't like so. It's but just the Ravens,
1: weird, right? But the Ravens, yeah, Ravens played team. in between. Yeah, so I'm trying to weird. see who I'm trying to find who the <laughs> um, there was someone on the Ravens complained after complained about the fact that the Browns got to play the Ravens twice in a row.
0: It's a very weird thing. Like, it's a very odd thing to see because you don't, like, it, one team's going to have the advantage. The The Browns had the advantage. Like, the Browns should have won this game, and they did, obviously, um, because of the fact that you had... I mean, people can say it was because Lamar was out. I don't know. Lamar was playing bad and has been playing very bad for the, fa- <laughs> the past five weeks or so. But you can look at it and say, the Browns had the distinct advantage because, hey, we get to see them again. We know what we did wrong. Let's try to do something different. Granted, offensively it didn't matter. Defensively wise, that's where it mattered.
1: Defensively
0: uh, wise, M- Miles Garrett. Uh, now I the, did see,
1: I did see the yeah. strips. I did see the strips that touchdown yeah. live.
0: Miles My, Garrett, now the single season uh, sack leader for the Browns. Um, likely, I would say, likely the favorite right now in the defensive player of the year. It has, is TJ, he Watt. has to be, like, TJ Watt. TJ Watt can't stay good. healthy.
1: Um, Watt has been good, but there's nothing that Watt's doing that would give it over Miles. Uh,
0: this is where the conversation is going to be tough because. There's a player that deserves it, I think, more than him because somebody he's been better. That's Micah Parsons, and but he's a rookie, so I don't think they're going to give him Rookie of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year. It could right. happen, but Micah Parsons has been the best defensive player in the NFL, it's ridiculous how good he's been. But mm-hmm. I think Miles is the favorite right now, um, defensively wise. You shut down, you shut down Lamar while he was in the game. They couldn't run the ball.
1: This. Uh, it's- Two weeks in a row where Ousu Koromoa kind of showed exactly why we drafted him.
0: Exactly. And I think that's that is a big thing that I, I think nationally you won't see locally, you're gonna see that. But J O K was drafted. I mean, you saw um I listened to part of my take and they talked about it on part of my take. They talked about J O K saying, hey, this guy is a one of the best defensive rookies in. Uh in the league. He's the highest graded uh, off a pro football focus. And two, he's he's exactly the type of linebacker you need if you play in the AFC North to stop Lamar Jackson and going in this league of league guys who you have quarterbacks who can move like Josh Allen, like Kyler Murray, um, like Deshaun Watson if he doesn't go to prison, which he should. Um to Joe Burrell,
1: to a lesser extent.
0: Joe Burrow, like guys who can. Oh, can well, before I guess before the ACL injury, but guys, guys who can move a little bit and get out of trouble using their legs enough to where, hey, have this linebacker watch him. But it's the biggest for Lamar. I think I don't want to say like the playbook is out on Lamar, but I think you're seeing, hey, if you have a very fast guy and a guy you know that can tackle well enough you can kind of shut down Lamar by having this guy blitz and have him cover because that's all it is. Lamar does so well because you have a big defensive lineman and he makes him look stupid. If you have this quick, agile hybrid linebacker, he can't really get away from it.
1: And I think yeah, and it's huge. Um no, I, I I again, like you don't draft you don't draft Uso the hell of it like you do it for those these kind of games because he's not really a he's not like a coverage linebacker he's not going to blitz a ton he's a he's a guy that that you that you want to run side to side and and have him have him spy quarterbacks and that's what he did really well at Notre Dame and and that's why you had him it's amazing to me it's still amazing that he fell to the second round like I, I I get that he had like the small heart small heart issue but obviously it's it's been great for us but mm-hmm. um i'm trying to find our snap counts from last week and i haven't had any luck yet when i searched week 14 snap counts um but i because the reason i wanted to talk about that is because i know jacob phillips played for the first time looks this good season as well and i feel and and i i wanted to make a point that i felt like that could be a part of it as well um there you go. he played tw- so phillips played 28 snaps um, owusu played all but two snaps. Malcolm Smith played 38. Mm-hmm. So I think you're starting to see a transition to more of Owusu-Koromoa kind of being like your line, like the number one linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I was, I, I talked about it before the season started. I, I was big on Jacob Phillips and then, and then he got Week hurt. Kirsten. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah him. we did. Um, I was also very glad like not glad but it was it was nice to see kind of grant delpit step into the starting role with no ronnie harrison because ronnie harrison just does so many dumb things for the amount of times that he can stay up on the line of scrimmage and like get a sack or get a tackle for a loss like he just does so many dumb things he's a terrible coverage safety and grant delpit delpit john johnson dental ward greedy williams played every single defensive snap Mm -hmm. um and greedy looked fine
0: yeah Uh, there was never any issues with greedy like and
1: and all the all of a sudden like denzel ward has started to put together like good game after good game after good game the dude has never had like i coming out of ohio state like people thought like his his technique was bad for tackling he he laid two absolutely awesome hits one to end the game and one it looked like in the first quarter. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know what that play was that the Ravens were running on fourth and eight when time like when time when it was going down anyway, but Ward lowered his shoulder and absolutely crushed that guy. It it, it brought I like it brought back the videos, which was awesome of when he had the hit against Maryland that got called for a flag, which was ridiculous. And yeah. when when Gus Johnson told him that he had a when Gus Johnson yelled at him for having a barbecue back there and not inviting him. Yeah, like he
0: Denzel since and and we talked about them on the the last one ever since that that pick six I think there was a big confidence boost for him I think Mm -hmm. that was huge Um, yeah Grant Delpit was another one I wanted to I wanted to talk about you've seen when he's in the game this defense is different because Ronnie Harrison Ronnie Harrison should play like Jamal Adams Jamal Adams they call him blitz boy because he has what two career interceptions He's not a safety that can be back there and jump routes and picking off balls. He's not a, a guy that I think of when that happens is Tyron Matthew, a guy who's always in the right place at the right time, jumping off, jumping on the ball. Ronnie Harrison, isn't that guy, but he's trying to be, and that's what's getting him in trouble is he's trying to jump these routes and he's looking dumb and he's getting beat by tight ends and he's not doing what he should
1: and I think and he's there, shoving and shoving assistant coaches, yeah, shoving
0: coaches. But I think there is, if you're Ronnie Harrison, you were traded here, you're coming up on your contract too. And nobody's talking about paying you. There is constant talk. So I think for him, he's a guy who's pressing, same way, similar to Baker, where he's pressing to say, Hey, I need to do something to get this next contract. And he's not going to get it because Grant Delpit has been good. Um, and that's where, I mean, on this defensive-wise, we've seen it enough. I mean, we're 15 weeks, or I think it's 15. I, I, it's screwing me up now with however many, with the weeks and everything like that. I think we're, I can't remember. However many weeks we are right now. Um, do you think, 15, yep, that was right. Do you think this defense is a top 10 defense in the NFL right now as it sits?
1: Hmm. Well, how many guys are out?
0: As it let so okay. let's say with what you had last week. Yeah, okay. What that's you fair. had last week on the field, I mean, which is about as healthy as you've been, because you grow. You know, Greg Newsom's coming back. Like you know, that's gonna
1: happen. Yeah. Neck and neck. And what are the odds that he gets hurt the last day of practice on a Friday? That's wild. Um, I know. Top ten isn't a like you. You almost don't feel like that's a hard like bar to. To, to go under, but I just, what the fuck happened in the Patriots game? I think that was a
0: product of you're going against the, you're going against the Patriots. Okay.
1: I would say it's probably not out of the realm of possibility that they're top 10. So I, I would say it's probably closer to top maybe 12 or 14, but you you have two you have two very good corners that when they're when they're healthy and they're lining up it's it's tough to tough to throw on them. You have the best edge rusher, one of if not the best edge rusher in football. You have a linebacking group that still leaves a little bit to be desired, but you have a guy that could that could very well become a, like a top five linebacker. Mm-hmm. You have another guy in Jacob Phillips that. Um, flashed he flashed last year when he got a chance to play he obviously is getting a chance to play now and now he's back from the injury I still think on the inside as as good as Malik McDowell has been it's that if if we have one kind of weakness in that 11 like that 11 man like it's it's the it's those guys because Cloudy coming off the other side Cloudy has looked awesome Mm-hmm. I, I hope we do something to either franchise tag him or something. I would love to have him more than just this year. Um, but McDowell and um I don't even I sure. couldn't, I, Day, couldn't. I know Day rotates in, uh Malik Jackson, like those that's guys. really it, yeah. Um but yeah, I mean top ten probably isn't out of the realm possibilities. Like I said, you you could in a couple of years, you could have if you if you do re-sign Denzel and. And uh, Greg Newsome gets a couple of years. Like you could have two of the like. There won't be a lot of teams that are going to have two better outside corners than what you have in Ward and Newsom. And if you keep Greedy at a three a
0: three headed monster yeah. of of them, where Greedy has looked really, really, really. I don't want to say really good, but comparatively speaking, from what he was his first year, and then being out all last year, a very good corner. Also, how, how does how does how
1: does the how does the back judge miss for shot or? Uh, uh, Rashad Bateman literally two hand pushing Greedy Williams, causing him to roll. And no, I
0: don't know. They talked about it on Monday Night Football. I think that they're they're heavily working on the sky judge.
1: The it's not 100% missed 100% needed. But like Greedy Williams got got destroyed on. That yeah, day. yeah, it was bad.
0: It's so looking at this defense and looking at what you had like going based off of what they had last week, and then thinking about where they've come from. Looking around the NFL, I mean, right now, if you look at statistics, they're they're ranked 18th. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with you have three, you have at least two, ga- three games where you got you got your ass kicked. by – you look at the Cardinals game, the Patriots game, and the Chargers game. You didn't get your ass kicked, but you gave up a bunch of points. The Cardinals game, I take that out because you turned over the ball in really stupid spots, put your defense at bad spots. I think looking around the NFL and seeing what you've seen this year, this is a top ten defense, and it could be argued the way they're playing right now, it's a top five defense. Because if I'm looking at this right now, I think the Patriots are better. I think the Packers are a better defense. I think the Cowboys are surprisingly a better defense. Um, I think the Buccaneers might be a better defense. Cavs then, Forty. And then
1: 42.
0: What'd you say? The Cavs are up 42. Jesus. Um, Maybe the bills. I would give, I'd give it to the bills because the, the defense has been keeping them in a lot of games. Then you start getting to spots where I'm like, are the Rams really better? Are the Colts a better defense? I don't know. The Bengals aren't a better defense. I don't think. I think no. the Browns are a top 10 defense in with the way they're playing right now. I think it's, it's almost the reverse of what you were seeing at the beginning because the beginning um, there was the argument that all oh, the Browns are one of the best defenses, but then you're like, okay, look at who they're playing. Yeah. Now you're looking at you like, okay, they're playing a lot better. They're the only reason we're in games and weeks one through nine, the Browns were ranked 26th in third down percentage, like obviously getting off the field and third down. Weeks ten through fourteen, they're six. They've jumped all the way up to six in the NFL. When that was the biggest problem with this defense was they couldn't get off the off the field on third down. So it's 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 insane to watch this and and see how good this defense is getting, and it gives you hope going forward for the rest of the season. Which we'll just get right into it because there's no beating around the bush. You had hope. You're in second place in the AFC North. Everything looks great. You and, literally, and literally had everything win, go right. Win,
1: if you win and if you win and the Packers beat the Ravens, you're in first place.
0: Yeah. Everything happened. The Bengals lost. The Bills lost. Everything was going right that you needed to go right.
1: Yeah, I got off the plane. My dad was trying to keep updated on like the late games because we were flying back into Columbus. And... Um, he caught like he the first, those games went to halftime and then we mm-hmm. get on the plane and then as we're as we're getting ready to land, um he like he taps me on the shoulder and tells me that uh that the Niners won an overtime after they blew a lead to the Bengals and then the Buccaneers walked it off against the Bills. Yeah, which was like so it ended up being like a great Sunday. Which both of those because games that
0: both of those games were products like the the 49ers are up 20 to six. The, the Buccaneers are up 24-3 at one point. So you can look at those and say, it's the same with the Browns. I think the defense just kind of stopped playing because they were like, whatever, like, we'll play back. I'm not it's, – it's late in the season. Like, if they start coming back, then we'll start playing. But you had everything go right. And then Monday God comes up.
1: Up yours, Cleveland.
0: Yeah. Monday happens. Story comes out, or I think it was Sunday – the story had come out that 37 players had tested positive for COVID. And then Monday came out, and they're like, more players have tested positive. I just got an alert. The Washington football team now has 18 players on the COVID list. Browns come out. I think the first, the first list that came out was a uh, big name, uh, Landry, Teller, Jedrick, uh, I think it was John Johnson on the first one, the first hit of people that we had on there. Um, uh, yeah,
1: Johnson, and then Austin Hooper, uh, Tack McKinley. Or, did you say Wills? Wills was also uh, yeah. On there. Jedrick
0: Wills was on there. Um, Anthony Walker was on there. Um, there were eight. I believe it was eight. There was eight time. players on there. So you're thinking, all right, your whole offensive line's gone. Yeah. The line doesn't change much. We were still favored. We we're still three point favorites going your, into yesterday.
1: Your top three tight ends are gone with with, who's still in protocol.
0: Yeah, which he can. Out. He can still. Yeah, Njoku come, could be back. Yeah, the hope is that he's going to come back. Like I, I believe he probably will. But that really didn't matter. And yesterday, it came out that Kevin Stefanski or that was no, that was today, that was today. earlier today. Okay, Stefanski and
1: Mayfield. Yeah, Stefanski Mayfield. Troy Hill. Yeah. That was today. That was today.
0: So, the list of players that are on the COVID list for the Browns right now Baker Mayfield, John Johnson, Troy Hill, Malik McDowell, um, a Digibo, Wyatt Teller, Jarvis Landry, Hooper, McKinley, Tech McKinley, Wills, Drew Forbes, whoever that is, JoJo Natsu. Oh, I met
1: Drew Forbes. I got a picture of Drew Forbes.
0: <laughs> okay. Humble brag <laughs> <laughs> weird flex. Um, Jamie Gillen, whatever. Uh, Anthony Walker. No, there,
1: before you go any further, before you go any further, there's no reason Dustin Colquitt is not our punter the rest of the season. No, he was good. Jamie just, Gillen can just walk right back to Scotland you just, I, I get it. He has to go over the, he has to, I get it. He has to go over the engine, the ocean. Walk back anyway. You just keep, keep telling, telling them him he's correct. testing positive. You just keep yeah. going.
0: Dude, yeah, I don't know. This is nuts. not going on, man. This is crazy. Weird. You got a weird type of this. I'm going to send you the scientist to figure this out. Um Steve.
1: I'm, Steve. The, I'm the scientist back in yeah. Scotland.
0: Yeah, we're gonna send you back to the scientists in Scotland. They got all the research on this. Dude,
1: he tested the Loch Ness monster. Like he knows what's going on back
0: there. I like how I say scientist when I should have said doctor. Like they're just <laughs> like they're interchangeable, but whatever. Nah, it's okay.
1: But yeah, uh, Dustin Cole should be our partner.
0: Steven Carlson, Johnny Stanton, and Nate Meters. Um I don't want to get it. I mean, I we could. The whole thing about Stefanski. So Stefanski tested positive last year. He is vaccinated. He is has the booster. He's everything. He's asymptomatic. Baker asymptomatic. Um, I think they said almost every player. I think all of them were vaccinated. I think they're all. Yeah, Browns
1: one of the teams that were that had like that ninety five percent. I think.
0: Yeah, I think they're they're all they're all negative. Um, Or, sorry, they're all positive, but they're all asymptomatic. And that's where now it's an outbreak in the NFL. Like the NFL is having an outbreak right now of players testing positive who are asymptomatic. And that's where the NFL now is in a weird spot where people are saying, hey, why Why are these players who are asymptomatic? Why aren't they allowed to play? Well, they're testing positive. Okay, well, there's no evidence to show that there's on-the-field spreading going on, and now they're talking about, well, maybe we'll redo the protocols. They're not moving the game. Goodell no. said they're not moving the game. There's no plans to move the game. I don't know if that's going to stay in place if you keep having players test positive. We'll see. But as it sits right now, he did say that they're confident in the change in protocols may, may change things. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know if it'll be enough in time for these guys to play.
1: But what, what's what's funny about this entire situation is this is what the players asked for. The NFL came out this year and said that vaccinated players only had to test every one, 10 days, 14 days. I can't, I, it might have been 14. Yeah. Play players, including J.C. Tretter, were adamant about the fact that they wanted to be tested every day because they were worried about it. Now you have eight teams that are in enhanced health and safety protocols because these vaccinated players are being tested every day. It's it, it, it's it's just it's it's ironic that this is going to ruin team seasons when the players are the ones that 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 push for this.
0: Yeah. And it's tough, too, because I was talking about it with Dev and there's there's pictures of Baker from this week and he was at the Boys and Girls Club doing stuff from them. And, and and people are going to take that and there's going to be dickheads who are going to sit there and say, well, look at him. He's out there without a mask. That's what you get. Yeah. But at the same time, like he's doing something good for the kids. He's allowed to given the protocols. He's a vaccinated player. He's allowed to do these things. You can't you, you can't make these guys completely change everything if the protocols allow it. And and I think that's the shitty part of this is there are gonna be people who are gonna hold this against guys and say, well, you should have been doing dumb stuff, you should just be in the locker room, you should be studying film, and you're you're making a playoff push and like I well, get it, but at the same time they're doing it's not like he's out at a bar and that's where he get like that's where it happens. If he got it helping these kids, screw it. I bet I'm fine with that. Like he's helping kids and he shouldn't be allowed to play if he's, if it's not hurting him.
1: And Mayfield was, it's not like Mayfield brought it in from like, the, 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 it was clearly already in the facility. It's not like Mayfield brought it in for doing something like that when he could have just been held back.
0: Yeah. I mean, shit. It's the same thing as any of us go into our jobs. Like the world is kind of getting back to normal a little bit. If I go out and you know I, I go out to the grocery store to get groceries and I end up getting COVID, granted, I'm getting the booster tomorrow, so let's see how that goes. Um, but if I get it and I'm asymptomatic, I'm not going to go to work because I'm not going to do that. But at the same time, I'm not going to be like, well, God, why did I do that? It's We have to we have to get back to some of its normal normalcy. And NFL players are allowed to do certain things if they're vaccinated. Like they're, they don't have the same type of restrictions. But at the same time, like if you're going to allow them to do it, you can't overly penalize them when this stuff happens because you have an understanding that you've set this up to where guys can live normal lives. But at the same time, you're like, well, you can live a normal life. But if you do, you're fucked.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, there's just no there's no way around it. And obviously, the Browns aren't the only team dealing with this. Like I said, I no. think it's like eight teams that are in enhanced for enhanced protocol. But the issue is, unless, like you said, unless the NFL is going to change and let asymptomatic players play still, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's kind of like a staring contest between the NFL and NBA with, with what's going on because the NBA is dealing with the same issues. Like, the Nets have, like, seven guys in protocol. Giannis is in protocol. Hard. The Bulls. Um. Yeah, the Bulls have like eleven. The Bulls have like eleven. The Bulls
0: had the minimum Um, number of players allowed to play.
1: Yeah, they had like six. Um. So it's going to be interesting to see. You almost feel like there's going to have to be a change in one of these two leagues of the asymptomatic players playing because these leagues aren't going to. They're not going to shut down again like Mm -hmm. that. To me, that, that's not going to happen. Like, you, you're not going to have a, a 2019 season. Um, so it's just a matter of – it sucks, but, there. I mean, it it sucks for us fans, especially when it comes to the Browns, where this this Raiders game is truly a must win. But now we have to go watch Case Keenum try to throw deep well, passes.
0: And, too, like – and this is – from a fan's perspective, this is what I'm gonna say. You look at these lists of players, it's it's good players. It's players I want to see play. Yeah. Like Washington football team, Montez Sweat, Rams, uh, uh Odell is now uh, on there, yeah. Giants, Kadarius Tony, Saints, Cam Jordan, um Alexander
1: just, Madison Alexander
0: the- Madison, DD Westbrook, Daniil Hunter, like Philip Lindsay, whatever Philip Lindsay, it's just a name that popped out. <laughs>
1: um,
0: I mean, the Rams are destroyed by it. The Washington Football Team, Chris Jones for the Chiefs. Like, you're going through this, and it's, it's. Look, we can get into like, I don't, I don't pretend to know enough about variants and all stuff, but from what I have seen, this new one is more contagious, less deadly, and. Yeah, guys are going to get it and they're going to be asymptomatic and nothing's wrong. And it's just now you're in the heart of playoff push. And yeah, does it give the Browns the ultimate out of saying, well, we could have won it, we could have won the division, but we got COVID at the wrong time? Yeah. And that helps. But at the same time, like, I'd like to make the playoffs. And you don't know, like, maybe next week the Ravens have the outbreak and we, you know, whatever. But I, you're right. They're not going to, they're not going to shut down again. These leagues aren't going to shut down because of the fact that it's not as deadly, but it's just more contagious, but they have to figure out a way to say, okay, maybe we just let these guys play.
1: Yeah. You like, I mean, that's the hope, but it, it's not going to, that's not going to come down by Saturday, which sucks. No. And who knows,
0: maybe they do push it quickly to try to because of how many teams have tested positive, and everything like that but i mean we'll see what happens it sucks for this game the the lines switched like it was it was a hilarious line to watch it started at negative like we were six point favorites then went down to three point favorites now we're one and a half point dogs which really shows how bad the raiders are right now the fact that there were were we're only one and a half point dogs at home like it helps that we're at home but like I don't think they really have anybody on the COVID list and we're dogs. We're their only one and a half point favorites. So Mm -hmm. we'll see on that one. Um, I did, I did have a quote. Um, They asked um, Case Keenum
1: how he felt,
0: (laughs) how he felt about getting to play with Nick Chubb and Case Keenum said, having a full Chubb back there is going to be really good. And you know what? That quote right there made your boy feel a little confident.
1: Yeah, my issue is the fact that you're going to be lining up, <laughs> no, Michael Dunn and Michael Dunn and Hudson going against, um, Next Crosby. I, I, this, this, yeah, the stat was that like the Raiders are fourth at like in the league and creating pressure off the edge, oh, yeah. and like in is like tenth by himself, and Crosby's first, so that'll be fun. Yeah,
0: that's the hike. Looking at it, that's what sucks. I think if you are playing the Raiders last year where they couldn't get any pass rush, you feel a little bit better. But that's what they do really well is they do pass rush well. The good thing is, is fingers crossed, right now your defense is kind of healthy. Your defense is fine. You're not really seeing too much. Um, there's still hope that guys can come back. But it's – Defensive-wise, that that gives me hope that there is, okay, hey, maybe we can do this. Maybe we just – maybe they can't stop the run, which I don't think they're very – I don't think they're great against the run. Let me see here. I actually have the defensive stat pulled up. I mean, they're the 29th worst defense right now, so that helps. Um, rushing yards a game. They are – so the Raiders are the seventh. So they give up 125 rushing yards a game, um, which helps. That does make me feel good. Um, but they are in about the middle of the road in sacks. So. It does give me hope for this. The defense will stay healthy. I think that helps. That they're off, the Raiders' offense is kind of bad right now. They don't really have anybody to pass to. Darren Waller may come back. He's not. No, he's, he's not. not okay, play. I saw that he was like up in the air if he if he could or couldn't. <laughs> no, play.
1: he didn't. He didn't practice today. He's not coming back. Okay, so that helps. Totally, that's massive. Absolutely, asked me in like three of my playoff leagues.
0: That's what I was gonna say. That's that's a bigger thing for fantasy football than it's for anything. Um, but I mean let's just look at it real quickly. If you want to talk, we'll go that back in the NFL, but around the NFL. So we'll do this quick prediction for the game. What are you thinking?
1: We're going to lose because we're just not going to be able to withstand all this, but it's going to be, I'll say 28, 24,
0: 28, 24. Damn. Okay. I think this is going to be a very bad game. I I'm Minorly scared of Derek Carr because I think Derek Carr is decent. He just doesn't have everybody throw the ball to, to, and our defense is good. I think somehow, some way we're going to win this game, and it's going to be 17-14. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be a terrible game. I don't know what the weather is going to be like. I know last time we played them, we had the gropple. Which I, that's I, when your brother, that's when your brother and was flying back in from Florida. And said it was the scariest flight of his life. Really? Yeah, because I was texting him about the game. Oh,
1: it, it's supposed to rain. Again. It's supposed to rain. We
0: might be in luck. <laughs> That's a big, like, we'll see. I think 17 14, I think it's not going to be a great game, but I think somehow, some way, this team does it. We saw what the Rams did. The Rams still had a lot of guys there, but still.
1: Yeah, because what? It's supposed to be like 40 degrees and. Yeah. 40 degrees and it's 41 nine, degrees in rain 90 percent chance 20.
0: Yep. yeah so we'll see I, I i have a good feeling about that because they can't run the ball very well so um but quickly around the nfl one thing i do want to talk about is the thing that helps you is the fact that the steelers the steelers are out of it i'm not even going to worry about the steelers, steelers are dead because they also have a very hard schedule and they um, stink and yeah and they're not good um but yeah, they play Titans, Chiefs, us, and then Ravens. So Steelers are out of it. But the thing that helps you is the fact that a Lamar may not play, may may not play, who knows? And he's definitely going to be a different player for his ankle framed. Ravens upcoming schedule: they have Packers, Bengals, Rams, Steelers. Three of those four games are tough.
1: Mm-hmm. Bengals and, and the Steelers four- already beat him once.
0: Yeah, and that yeah. Bengals and the Steelers at the end of the season, if, if they can cost the Ravens the playoffs, the division, they're going to do whatever they can. Bengals have Broncos, Ravens, Chiefs, Browns. Likely that Browns game is either, is either going to be – it's going to be
1: flexed for they sure. They can't – they don't flex. They don't flex the last games of the season.
0: So this is – no, that's not true anymore. They switched it now. Because there's two Saturday night games. And they said they're flexing, they're leaving those open to flex any game.
1: I don't I don't see any games being played on Saturday in week 18. That's so as of right now, they've
0: flexed it out because they're not gonna have any Monday night games. So they flexed oh, so them out.
1: Saying that they could have games Saturday. Yeah, That's so fine.
0: there's gonna be, I think it's a, a 4 30 and 8 30. They're gonna flex them out and put the most important games there. And, and then they can also flex to that Sunday night game. So they basically said week 18 is just going to be flex week, which is awesome. Gotcha. I think. Um, so the Browns have a good chance of being in four prime 10 games, but that's where it helps you in terms of, Hey, you've got to do something. You could win a wonky game against the Packers. If you lose this game, I think the Packers are kind of a weird team. I think they're very good, but like it's a game you could possibly win on Christmas. Um, but that helps Because I think the Broncos I think the Bengals are not As good as they look And the Broncos are a weird team
1: And I mean we do have the tiebreaker over them
0: We do and that's also the good thing So It helps We'll see what happens I really don't know It's a It's an This week sucks Like this was the worst week to have this Like why couldn't you just have got it Like during the bye week That would have been awesome but now you have it now and your defense has stayed relatively healthy. So that's what you hope for is that this defense can show they're as good as people are thinking they are and they can step up and do something. And I think they can, I don't know, but looking at the Bengals schedule, I think the Bengals go, I think if they lose to us, they probably lose. I I'm going to say they lose to the Broncos or they beat the Broncos lose to the Ravens lose to the chiefs. Lose to us, and then the Ravens definitely lose to the Packers. I think they beat the Bengals, lose to the Rams. I think they beat the Steelers. So it's going to be tough. I think there's still a lot of hope for us, though, which sucks at the same time.
1: Well, it would it would be more yeah. I mean, it'd be more fun if the last two days never happened.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. All the people that have been saying that Case Keenum's the guy, and also Alex Van Pelt want to know calling plays. So True. and he kicked the shit out of the Steelers. So he's he ain't afraid to throw the ball around. Now granted it's Case Keenum, but Case isn't a bum. So yeah. We'll see, yeah. man. It's it's tough, but we're going to picks. Uh standing update. It is so last week. Uh let's go. Sean, you went two and two. Chris went one and three. Your boy went four and up. Standings right now, the brothers ward are both tied at 26 and 26. And I am 30, 21 and one.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: the Since, since week 10, I'm like 16, six and one, including the games that I picked for your brother. <laughs> and went four and out.
1: Is he still picking? Is he? Are you still picking games for him? No, 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 no. I stopped. That was the only week
0: I did. it. I'm making him make picks now.
1: Okay. I still think he's trying
0: to lose and see what happens, but we'll see. Um. So we'll get right into it, uh, Sean. Your wolf game of the week. Which, looking at these games, it could be a lot of them.
1: Mm, Texan, Texans Jaguar.
0: It is a bad game. This was the hardest week to pick an over because see, there's just so did many. You see, so did oh, you yeah. see
1: the re- report that came out today about Urban Meyer?
0: Yeah. So,
1: look. It's almost, that's almost too, like, that's almost too ridiculous to actually happen.
0: The, the whole thing with Urban Meyer, I think people are going to give him shit. And I think people quickly forget what happened with Bobby Petrino and Nick Saban. Was, it was very similar deals. Like, these guys who are, and I won't put Bob Petrino in the Nick Saban and Urban Meyer category, but guys who are exceptional college coaches.
1: And used to controlling 18 yeah, to 21 year olds. Like you can talk,
0: and I don't want to say you can talk down to 18 and 20 year olds, but there is you can a.
1: demand more, you can demand more respect. Than yeah. As the, a there's more of a
0: coach player relationship. Yeah. Then in the NFL, where it is kind of, hey, we're co-workers. Like, you're not my boss. My boss is the owner of the team. Yeah, a lot
1: of times, a lot of times when you get those, like, players first coaches, they don't work.
0: No. And the, the only one that really stands out, obviously, Jimmy Johnson, one. But that's because when you look at Jimmy Johnson coaching in Miami, he was essentially coaching NFL teams because they were just riddled with NFL players. And Carol. two is Pete Carroll. And that's because I think Pete Carroll was the same way, ran kind of an NFL. And even thing.
1: like even like the Jerry's still out on Kingsbury. Like, yeah. They don't, like, I mean, there's there's the reports that like teams are targeting him to go back to college. won't happen, but um yeah, I mean who knows if Kingsbury's uh, I mean Matt Rolls struggled this mm-hmm. year. Um I mean Bill O'Brien got run out of Houston.
0: Yeah, like uh, so i I like look you know i'm not a big urban meyer guy but to get on the guy and be like this guy's a colossal failure it's like yeah most of these college coaches are when they show up in the nfl because it's really 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 tough to make the transition from complete control to i don't want to say no control but a lot less control
1: just the fact the fact that these stories keep coming out that was hilarious like the fact that he had to argue, he argued with Marvin Jones and like Marvin Jones like stormed out before he came back and like got into Meyer's face. Like they, they are funny. Yeah, And con- contrary to my brother's belief is like, I have no, I have no reason to defend Urban Meyer. Like I, I've, I, I get that Urban Meyer is a bad person, but obviously when he was the coach of Ohio state, I was, I, it was, it was fun for them to have some success, but I was like, that's why it was so funny when I think it was couple of years ago, when Meyer was being talked about for the Browns job, and I and I kept kind of feeding it to my brother that he would have to root for Urban Meyer.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it's I, I, he's not going to last. Like these stories can't keep coming out. No, he's Him
1: just he's he's done. And he, then them just no be like, <laughs> you know, no what he's the Jags coach in twenty two. We told him we'd give him two years,
0: especially if Ryan Day becomes the Bears head coach and then Urban just which
1: goes. I yeah, I mean I mean Day kind of Day refuted that today, but I mean what else do you expect him to say? But yeah, I, don't, gonna, I don't think he's gonna he's, he's not gonna, gonna, gonna be like should, yeah. yeah, we're consistent. Well, but but Matt Nagy's not even fired yet. That's the thing. Like Matt we, Nagy's still the coach of the Bears. Look, if but, Miami um,
0: if Miami taught us anything, you do not have to fire your coach before hiring your new player. Yeah. <laughs> They are they are just like yeah you don't have to f-. apparently we can just hire this guy and then the other guy would just
1: keep I said well, it was gonna then, be like
0: the office I said they yeah. should just do co co
1: coaches you know my you know my brother's gonna be coming at you for that one.
0: Oh, yeah that, I mean he admitted it was kind of fucked up
1: well because he because that well because then he tried to talk about like how Ohio State hired Jim Knowles without firing their DC but they didn't really after like week two Ohio State didn't really have a defensive coordinator it was kind of just an all. They demoted, they demoted Kerry Coombs to go sit upstairs and it was like Matt Barnes was just calling the plays, but they didn't name a TC after that.
0: Yeah. So it's like, and that's also way different than the head coach.
1: Yeah. Right. And and especially for a guy that like, if they don't, if Miami didn't get Cristobal, I'm pretty sure Manny Diaz was still going to be the head coach. Yep. So it was like crystal ball or nothing. And Diaz is just kind of like sitting there.
0: <laughs> like, guys, but like, yeah, just keep recruiting. Just you got this. You got this. Man. Well,
1: did you see he, he actually he's the Penn State defensive coordinator, no?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Yeah, it's but just. All right. So Back to the picks.
1: Back to the picks. That was just I funny. can't wait for my brother to. I can't wait for my he's brother be so to. So tomorrow when he listens. Um,
0: um, so my game of the week. uh, Your brother didn't give me one. But my game of the week is Patriots-Colts. I think that's going to be a fantastic game.
1: I'll go Chiefs Chargers. Chiefs Chargers.
0: Another good one. That's a that's a huge one in terms of who's going to win that division, um, mm-hmm. because the Chargers are kind of turning it around a little bit. And the 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 Chiefs somehow well, are I, getting I, the best. Team I read AFC. something.
1: I read something that like the winner of that game <laughs> has like the the greatest mathematical shot to be the one seed in the East yeah. or in the AFC. It's nuts. Um, so favorite, who do you have as your favorite? I don't know. All these lines suck nuts.
0: Yeah, it's a bad week for the lines. The over when you get to the over under, it's damn near impossible.
1: I'll go, I'll go. Eh, I want to go Rams, but with all their issues. 11 is a lot in Tampa Bay. <sighs> Minnesota three and a half. Minnesota three and a half.
0: That's not bad. I like that
1: one. All right. So Minnesota. even though my boy, even though I love my boy Justin.
0: Um, your brother has the Colts minus two and a half uh, at home against the Patriots. That's a given. Really? That he, he, yeah. Well, that's
1: just his, that's his Patriot or that's his Colts thing. Yeah. He's got to stick with yeah. the
0: Colts. Um, and then I've got Packers minus five and a half, uh, at the Ravens. Uh, I just think
1: I was looking they, at that one too. They
0: can't, with what the Ravens secondary is right now, they, they can't stop Aaron Rodgers from doing anything on them. So, um, and then my dog is actually the Patriots, plus two and a half at the Colts. I just think I think the Patriots are really good and I think this is gonna be a very close game, but I think the Patriots end up winning. I just think mm. Belichick always has the Colts number. It's just something about the Patriots Colts and he's always gonna have their number.
1: Yeah. Um, I'll go I'll go Washington plus seven against Philly.
0: Even though they don't have anybody.
1: Shit, I forgot. About <laughs> yeah, I was
0: just say they got eighteen players. Uh, um, I mean, change that. You can, um, shoot. you can do whatever you like, but sir. But
1: I forgot. I totally forgot about that.
0: I mean, it did just happen that they announced eight more players, but
1: mm-hmm. I'll go Saints plus eleven against Tampa Bay.
0: That's a good one. They do play them weird. They do play them very weird, so I think yeah. that's a that's not a bad pick. Um, and Chris has got the Texans plus three and a half at the Jaguars. I think he's trying to lose. I think he's really trying to lose.
1: No, I think that's actually going to happen. That is a
0: good pick, but some of his other picks, I think he's trying to lose. Which <laughs> it's it's this game where holy crap, it's it's rock paper scissors, basically. Right, if you try 52. to win
1: fifty two, yeah, it's
0: nuts. Uh, I've got 52.5 on mine, it's crazy Uh, My over hit uh, This is a point where I'll say I think your brother's trying to lose Chris has got the Raiders at the Browns over 39 I don't think think that comes close Um, I've got Titans at the Steelers 41.5 I think both defenses are kind of eh Julio Jones is coming back And I think A.J. Brown Is coming back I'm Not hundred percent sure. I don't
1: think so. I haven't okay.
0: I know Julio Jones is coming back. Um, so and I think both teams are kind of weird. And I think that's set not that many points for teams that can score a little bit. So yeah, I got Titans, Titans Steelers 41 and a half.
1: I'll go over 45 and a half, Atlanta, San Francisco.
0: It's a good one. Atlanta
1: is Atlanta's a
0: weird one
1: where I feel like they're Good,
0: but they're not good. Cordell Patterson, guy, love that guy, love that guy. Um, under, really has got Vikings at Bears, forty-four, and I've got Raiders at Browns, thirty-nine. I
1: think that's yeah. easy. One. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take the easy way out with the Raiders and Browns. I'm gonna go under fifty-two, Chiefs starters. Jeez, the Chiefs. That's defenses. a lot of points. I know, and the Chiefs defense has been playing really well.
0: Yeah. They've got Chris Jones out, but that's not anything that could like make a difference no.
1: for it. And the Chargers have had those games where they just look like they're lost offensively. Yeah. Um,
0: so no, no segments. We will talk a little fantasy in terms of our league. So a little bit of an update on the league we are in. We all made the playoffs.
1: Yeah, my brother's stuck into the eighth seed.
0: No, he he's a seventh seed.
1: He's a so seventh he, seed. He texted seed. me. Yeah. That I was kind of I was at the airport and he texted me that he wants Jared Gerald Everett to die. I asked him why, and he said that he had Jared Gerald Everett had one catch in week thirteen, and then he scored a touchdown in week fourteen.
0: Yep. Yeah. He uh he texted me because he was going. The guy he was going against had Odell and Cooper Cup. I think he was up like he was up a so ton. almost
1: so he almost lost because of he, both two.
0: Yeah, so he ended up winning 141 to 139. Jesus. He was up a ton, obviously.
1: That's nuts.
0: Um, but so we all made the playoffs. Your boy. My team is an absolute wagon. I won five straight to end the season, 11 and three. I'm the number one seed. Um, and then you came in at the five seed. You had a tough stretch there at the end.
1: Well, yeah, look at who I had to bench. I mean, I, I had no Sanders, no Henderson, and no Allen last week.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah, it's it. And you didn't have Kamara the one week. I, um, Kamara for two weeks. Two weeks. And then Mark Ingram subbed in for him and did nothing.
0: Yeah. Um, and then, like we said, your brother was the seven seed. Uh, he just snuck in there. We were like, he was texting me and is like, can I still make this if I lose? And oh, I was no, like, he
1: texted me he texted me like after week 13 or uh no it was after week 12 he's like oh okay so or uh, so if i win i'm in i'm like i'm like you realize we still have two more regular season weeks right i'm like no playoffs start week 13
0: yeah it's so uh, he did point out that the one shocking thing about my team is uh my points against is the second lowest in the league i've only got like 1500 points against but I've scored, also scored the most points, so yeah, it's fair.
1: That's um, why, like, for me, tie, my for me, my tiebreakers in my leagues that I play in, like that I run, are always points four to like to determine seating. And then there have been leagues where like the last playoff spot is the highest scoring team that wouldn't have that. Wanted to have made the playoffs based on the record. Yeah. And that kind of eliminate that eliminates a little bit of that as well. Um, yeah. If you have, like, a good team that you've just ran into unfortunate weeks, then it doesn't necessarily cost you. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, fancy fancy football is all about the – if you have a good team, you're going to score a lot of points. So, yeah. it does suck when you have, like, 200 more points than the last seed, but you have one less – you have one more loss than them, so yeah. you're out.
0: Yeah, I – In my other league, I made the playoffs, and this is the league I was actively trying to lose at one point. Like I was actively trying to lose, and I just kept winning. So I've said, if I win this first game, I'm just going to tell everybody, like, "You guys lost. I'm playing the number one seed. You lost to a guy who was trying to lose at one point to better my spot." So it's it's very funny just the way that works sometimes. But we will keep everybody updated on how on how the playoffs shake out. If I win, it's And you win. It's me versus you. Um, Yeah,
1: I was gonna say none of us. None of us are playing each other right now.
0: No, so we'll see how it goes. I feel my team feels good. Um, I keep benching Melvin Gordon and he does well. Then I play him and he doesn't do well. So that's been.
1: I've had that issue with Miles Gaskin in every league that I've had him in all freaking season. It's it's, annoying. It's yeah, it's been
0: super annoying. And then I've just got too many receivers that I don't know what to do with. So. But Jarvis Langer being out helps me on that one. So, but um, we will keep everybody updated. Um, we're hoping to get Chris back on here soon. Uh, he said that he can do it, and we just had to. We'd have to record later, which isn't ideal for us. But he hasn't been sleeping anyways. Yeah, so. mean, for me, I don't <laughs> care.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I know he's had he's had an issue with the yeah. issue. He's it's just that. that's the life
0: it is now, man. People. It's, it sucks at the time, but like it's worth it because of what you're gonna do. So yeah, I mean, if anybody
1: knows what if anyone knows what he's going through, it's you.
0: It's sort of, yeah. He he, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it it's worth it, but yeah, you're just always tired all the time. So, um, but we will be back again next week. We're no more taking breaks off. Um, so we'll see what happens this week. For those of you that have kept listening, thank you so much. And well, for except you-
1: for. Except for I don't know if we're going to have a Christmas week show.
0: I don't know if we'll do that. I mean, Um, we probably
1: could still. Yeah,
0: if we still record on our normal day, we should be fine. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I guess we would want to do Tuesday. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, But for those of you that don't listen, you don't hear this anyways. So, screw you. Who cares? Um, But for me and for Sean, thank you guys for listening. And as always, go Browns.
1: Later.